0: Great trials and tribulations that come with them. It is the nature of anything that you'll ever do in your life that's truly great. This is the fifth message in the Resurrection Power, Bringing the Dead Back to Life series called Resurrecting Dreams by Nathaniel Brauner. This message is number 5437. That's 5437. To listen to the entire series, click series on airjesus.com or the online word.com. And now for the message. And truly, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And even though in this day are some good things and some not so good things, let us rejoice and be glad in it. I feel real good today. I just feel good. Have you all ever had the days and you just feel good? I, I don't know how I'm looking, but I'm feeling good. And indeed, sometimes just to, I've always been the type of person, I've gotten more out of the stuff that God creates than what man creates. And just the wind and the sun and the sky and the beauty of it all. God says, you shall know me by the things that are made. And you can just look at if you're sensitive to just the things that are made. You can see so much beauty and so much God in just the things that are made. And he made you. So indeed, I feel good on this day. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just... Thank you for this day, and I thank you for every person who is here in person and every person who listens or watches electronically. Yes. Father, I pray that today that you take control of my mind and spirit and every word that I shall speak. Yes. Anointed, let it go forth into the hearts and minds of the people, and empower them, and let it accomplish that which you have set it forth to do. In thy son Jesus' name. We pray, amen, amen, amen. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today is actually the continuation of a series called Resurrection Power. This is actually part five of the series. If you missed any of the earlier parts, you can go to airjesus.com and just click series and you'll be able to listen to the entire series absolutely free. But it's about resurrection power and the ability to bring some dead things back to life. And on last week, as I was sitting there in the pulpit before I got up to speak, God spoke to me and he said, the three things that have died most in my people are dreams, hope, and plans. And after I finished the message on last week, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, explain to them the difference between dreams, hopes, and plans. And oftentimes we don't even know the the real difference. And, and we don't understand which stage we are in. And, and God has said the three things that have died most among my people that most need resurrections are your dreams, your hope, and your plans. But, but yet you need to understand and be able to differentiate the difference between the three. The dictionary definition of a dream it is a series of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations occurring involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. It is a daydream, a reverie. It is a state of abstraction, a trance. It is a wild fancy or hope. It is a condition or achievement that is longed for, an aspiration. It is one that is exceptionally gratifying, excellent, or beautiful. And I believe the definitions that God wants you to understand and that he is applying in this situation of your dreams, a condition or achievement that is longed for, an aspiration, one that is exceptionally gratifying, excellent, or beautiful. And he simply told me, go back and look at the first occurrence of each one of these in the Bible. And the first occurrence of dream is actually in Genesis chapter 20, verse 3. And it reads, but God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, you are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. The first dream in the Bible actually was a warning of what not to do. And sometimes, and I just realized it a few minutes ago, sometimes our warnings of what not to do have died. And there are some things that we lust after that we think about that we have no business thinking about, but our conscience has been seared. And our warnings of what not to do—some of us are dreaming about the wrong thing. See, Abimelech was dreaming about the wrong woman. Do you know you are headed, the men? Do you know you are heading down a wrong road if you go to dreaming about the wrong woman? I mean, dreaming about the wrong woman can completely mess you up. It will do two things to you. First of all, it will make you unsatisfied with the one you do have. Second of all, if it's the wrong one and you get her, I mean, there's nothing quite so rough. The Bible even says that. There's there's nothing quite, it says, hell have no fury as that of a scorn. You get yourself wrapped up with the wrong woman. You get all your hair cut off, all your strength taken, all your money taken, all kind of stuff, dreaming about the wrong woman. (laughs) And, and the same thing applies to the wrong man. So the first instance of the word dream in the Bible was actually a warning of what not to do. And if we can just get it clear in our minds and spirits and in our obedience habits of what not to do, do you know we'd be in pretty good shape if we just could get it clear what not to do? That's a, that's a whole lot. See, even in the Bible, if you look at God's commandments, Actually, the majority of the commandments are what not to do. There are 613. There are 365 thou shalt nots. So the majority of them is what not to do. So God's first mention of a dream in his word was what not to do. But oftentimes we still don't understand what a real divine dream is as opposed to just being in a trance or a a wishful fantasy. And and it perhaps is clarified, clearest by an experience that I had at my brother Dale's church. He had a speaker there. It's been years ago. He was a billionaire from Australia. His name was Peter Daniels. And as Peter Daniels spoke to the people, he stopped and he he randomly pointed out five people out of the audience and he asked five people if they would stand up and come on stage. And these five randomly chosen people came up on stage and Peter Daniels asked them one question. And this was the question. He asked them, what did they want to earn in some total for the rest of their lives. One question. And he said, I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about it. I'm going to come back to you. And he went on and talked to the audience. And he gave them about 10 minutes to think about it. This was, what do you want to earn for the rest of your lives? And he got to the first man. He said, what do you want to earn for the rest of your life? And the man said, I want to earn one thousand trillion dollars And I heard and I said, my goodness, he got to the second person. They said, I want to earn one hundred trillion dollars. The smallest amount that anyone on the stage said was nine hundred million dollars. I'm sitting there in the audience listening. And I said, do they even realize what a trillion dollars is? There are no trillionaires on the face of the earth. The whole GNP, the gross national product of the U.S. is is roughly about 10 trillion. So this man who wanted a hundred trillion dollars, he was asking for all of the money made and produced in the United States for 10 years. He didn't even understand. He wasn't even, he didn't even have a valid dream. None of the people on this stage had even a valid dream. A thousand trillion to nine hundred million. And then he asked them, now I want you to tell me on a scale of 1 to 10, how far along are you to reaching that goal that you just <laughs> said? And do you know what every one of them said? They didn't even get to 1, they said zero, 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 0, and 0. None of them even had a realistic concept. To be able to even verbalize what they truly want. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, now more than likely I earn multiples of what anyone on that stage is earning. And my amount, if he had asked me, would have been less than 10% of the smallest amount that anyone on that stage said. Because they had no even close to practical of any kind of reality about what they truly wanted. People, the first thing to even realizing a true dream is, first of all, even understand what you even want. A thousand trillion dollars. It was so crazy. <laughs> even a hundred trillion. I mean, the richest man in, the, in Bill Gates got thirty five billion. So so you, you're talking about a hundred trillion dollars. And a trillion dollars is a thousand billion. I mean you're talking about a hundred thousand billion dollars and Bill Gates got 35. The richest man on earth got 35 and you want a hundred thousand. Do you understand how ridiculous that makes? But, but, But this is sometimes we don't even have realistic dreams. That are even rooted in even the faintest degree of reality. And I, and I saw that on that stage, just dealing with the thing of just money. People actually, they didn't even have a practical idea of what they really wanted. And sometimes when our dreams are so ridiculous or impractical, it gives us an excuse to do nothing. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, what do you want? That's a very real. See, you, you really got to know what what do you want? And, and, and there's a, there's a part of just being practical about the thing so that we can have a dream that is not just some kind of ridiculous fantasy. And when you get your dreams in line with something that God has destined and ordained, now, I, I've got some, I've got some big stuff that I'm dreaming of, but all of it is within practical reach. There are some parts that I can't even see how in the world, even just involving this church, some stuff God has spoken. He said the next church you have to, you're gonna to have to build, a church gonna to have to have forty two hundred seats. I have no idea how in the world that's gonna to happen, to that, but that's God got to handle. It. See, I'm not, I'm not trying to figure that out. But I do have some stuff I am trying to figure out, but the stuff I'm trying to figure out is within practical reality. You have to have some degree of grip on truly what is in order to make your dreams come true. And you have to know this. If you're ever going to get a dream that is far beyond your reach, you will have to be able to handle and maximize what's in your hand right now. See, God is not going to give you something where, you know, you're dreaming of a hundred trillion dollars and you're not handling the paycheck that you do have worth a hoot. So if God is not going to, he's not going to grant you all this stuff. And How is he going to trust you with a hundred trillion and he can't trust you with a hundred? Do you understand that? Doesn't that make good pro- Would you do it? No, you, you're not. You wouldn't trust your big money with somebody. If you gave him ten dollars and they went out and and drunk that up and smoked that up you wouldn't give them a thousand no you wouldn't trust it so why do you expect God to you've got to first be able to handle what you handle in waking days before you ever handle what you're gonna handle in a dream and our dreams die because they are sometimes so ridiculous and they have no possibility that, that was, I, every person on that stage, there was literally no possibility of them getting that kind of money. It just, just wasn't even the 900, the 900 million was as close as, that was the, the smallest. Anything else, it was just, it was just utterly, so we, we have to first of all have just a practicality. But oftentimes what has happened in our lives We're given a chance to verbalize and we go to something way out in space. But when we get to our day to day stuff, and I just want to read you a story of just sometimes it indicates where we are sometimes. And this was written by a lady who worked with people. And she says, some years ago, I took on an assignment in a southern county to work with people on public welfare. What I wanted to do was show that everyone has the capacity to be self-sufficient. And all we have to do is activate that capacity. I asked the county to pick a group of people who are on public welfare, people from different racial groups and different family constellations. I would then see them as a group three hours every Friday. I also asked for a little petty cash to work with as I needed it. The first thing I said after I shook hands with everyone was, I'd like to know what your dreams are. Everyone looked at me as if I was kind of crazy. Dreams? We don't have dreams. Well, when you were a kid, what happened? Wasn't there something you wanted to do? One woman said to me, I don't know what you can do with dreams. The rats are eating up my kids. Oh, I said, that's terrible. No, of course, you're very much involved with the rats and your kids. How? Can that be fixed? Well, I could use a new screen door because there are holes in my screen door. I asked, is there anybody around here who knows how to fix a screen door? There was a man in the group and he said, a long time ago I used to do things like that but now I have a terrible bad back but I'll try. I told him I had some money if he would go to the store, buy some screening and go fix the lady's screen door. Do you think you can do that? Yes, I'll try, he said. The next week when the group was seated, I said to the woman, well, is your screen door fixed? Oh, yes," yeah, she said. Then we can start dreaming, can't we? She sort of smiled at me. I said to the man who did the work, how do you feel? He said, well, you know, it's a very funny thing. I'm beginning to feel a whole lot better. That helped the group to begin to dream. These seemingly small successes allowed the group to see that dreams were not insane. These small steps began to get people to see and feel that something really could happen. I began to ask other people about their dreams. One woman shared that she always wanted to be a secretary. I said, well, what stands in your way? That's always the next question. What stands in your way? She said, I have six kids and I don't have anyone to take care of them while I'm awake. Let's find out, I said, is there anybody in this group who would take care of six kids for a day or two a week while this woman gets some training here at the community college? One woman says, I got kids too, but I could do that. Let's do it, I said. A plan was created and the woman went to school. Everyone found something. The man who put in the screen door became a handyman. The woman who took in the children became a licensed foster care person. In 12 weeks, I had all these people off public welfare. I've not only done that once, I've done it many times. Sometimes we can never get to our dreams because there are holes in the screen door and the rats are eating up our kids. And you got to fix the screen door. See, you begin with some basic elementary things and you build from there. So you fix the screen door and the man who fixed the door found out his talent was a handyman. So you understand how we all have talents and abilities on the inside of us. But we let rats in life block us and make us have excuses about why we can't do stuff. And as a result, we never move from where we are. We spend the rest of our life talking about what we could be. And God is trying to say, look, the deafs. And the resurrection is needed. My people, the dreams, their hope and their plans are dead. And we've let some little bitty rats or things stand in our way. And I'm not saying it's easy all of the time, because most of the time it's not. But you're going to dream, first of all, what you constantly put into your mind and spirit. Whatever's around you a whole lot. That's what you're going to dream about. I I remember when I was growing up. As a little boy, I used to work in the family drugstore. I read comic books incessantly. I mean, I read every comic book that came out. They had a comic book rack there in the store so I could get the books on my lunch break. That's all I did was read comic books and I put them back. So every time a new batch came in a couple of weeks, I'd gone through every I read every comic book that came out. And the theme of a comic book was always this. There was a superhero. And the superhero helped people. The superhero never got paid for helping people. He always had an alter ego. He made his money from the alter ego, but the superhero was the one who helped folks. The alter ego was how he made money. I didn't realize it until years later, after I had been in ministry, that I was living out the dream I'd read about so much in the comic books. It took a while to see that. See, that's what you constantly feed your mind and spirit with will eventually manifest because see sometimes if you feed your mind and spirit you sit up there and look at stories all day you feed your mind and spirit with nightmares and then you wonder why your life is going to wreck so if, if you feed your mind and you need to feed your mind and spirit with some superhero stuff so when you understand that it will start getting in your spirit and you will live out whatever it is That you begin to put into your mind and spirit. And it took me a while. I said, this is it. And I used to daydream about, and every one of the superheroes, Superman was Clark Kent. He never made any money as Superman. He always made his money as a reporter, Clark Kent. Spider-Man was Peter Parker. He never made any money as Spider-Man. He always made his money as a photographer for the day. You know, they, they never made, Iron Man was Tony Stark. He never made any money as Iron Man. He always made his money as Tony Stark. Batman was Bruce Wayne. He never made any money as Batman. He always made You know, the superhero never made money for helping people. They made their money in the other world. And I looked at it. I'm living out the same dream that I dreamed as a child. Don't make money from preaching. I make money in my alter ego. Not as Pastor Nathaniel. So you learn everything that you put into your mind and spirit. That thing will take root and that thing will blossom. And some of us, we got to get rid of some nightmares on Elm Street. (laughs) Cause we put so many nightmares into our spirit that we're living out a nightmare instead, we're living out Freddy Kruegers. So and, and that's exactly what's happening. We're putting all this stuff into our minds and our spirit, and we will become that. Because people, don't you know if you go to a very scary movie, that's what you dream about. It permeates into your subconscious and, and, and you, you try to go to sleep and you hear something go boom and you wake up and all of a sudden then you start seeing as you close your eyes you start seeing the lady's head who got mashed in and you see the blood shoot everywhere then you see the knives sticking everywhere all that you try to go to the bathroom and you're looking around the corner cause you know the monster that was just there in the movie might be waiting for you around that corner that which we place into our world becomes what we dream about. And we will eventually move towards fulfilling in one form or another that which we truly dream about. And what are your real dreams? Who are your heroes? So your heroes will kind of tell you what your dreams are too. And that which is your hero will make a difference. People, God wants to resurrect both types of dreams. That which tells you what you ought not to do and that which tells you what you ought to do. Our dreams are dead and they have been replaced by the visions and the dreams of the world instead of the visions and the dreams of God. That's why it's called tell e Vision. And almost all of the stuff on television gives you nightmares. Almost all of the stuff it tears up your family, it messes up your body, all of it is advertising to get you to spend your money so you stay broken in yep. debt. All of it, for the most part, puts you in a nightmare on Main Street. And until we can get our surroundings straight so that we can even begin to dream properly. Our dreams are dead and God wants you to dream properly and, and, and to to not let anyone tell you what you cannot do. But you've got to know it in your heart. And, and I'm not talking about a, a thousand trillion. I'm talking about being realistic with some stuff. I'm not saying if I ask you, how much do you want to earn? I don't want you to say I want to make a million dollars a year unless you unless you first of all making ten dollars an hour. You move from step to step. I counseled the person last week who wanted business advice and they told me what they wanted to do. And I said, that's a lot. And they said, Pastor, you told us to think big. I say, I sure did. I said, how much how far are you along the way to that right now? I'm 30 percent along the way. See, if you're 30 percent along the way, you got an idea. And they had it all mapped out of the plans on how they were going to do this. I said, well, you on the way. Don't let anybody tell you what you cannot do. But you have to know. And you have to be somewhat realistic about it, and you have to start with the little stuff and you start building it up you know it 's no sense in you trying to be Superman and bounce bullets off your chest and you can't get a shot with a, and take a needle <laughs> you know you got to start you got to start from where you are, you trying to be Superman just going to bounce bullets off my chest, you hide ah! you like a little weasel when a, you get a shot, so you 've got to first of all build up <laughs> to bullets before you would ever. And if you can't handle needles, how in the world are you going to handle a bullet? So you've got to, it's just an illustration, but it, but it explains that we go through graduations and phases and steps in life, and all of our dreams, they begin with where we are, and you handling well what you have. Don't let a dream paralyze you. They say, well, I want to make a million dollars a year, and since I'm making nothing, I'm just going to lay down. No, you start where you are and as your dreams come true on one level god then gives you another dream and he'll take you to level after level after level after level but you first must conquer where you are right now fix the screen door get the rats out handle what you can do right now some of us looking at a screen door been torn you couldn't get that stuff fixed and it's eating up our children that lady could have gotten that stuff fixed I bet she got everything else she wanted. It didn't stop her from buying shoes. Didn't stop her from buying new dresses. See, sometimes we have to look at where our priorities are. The rats are eating up my children. Didn't stop her from buying an over excess of food. See, we have to get our priorities straight. So when you get your priorities straight, and when you understand this is my dream, and because this is my dream, my dream will not allow some of this other stuff. See, one thing that a dream does a dream will eliminate some stuff out of your world. I told you last week I had one point dreamed to be heavyweight champion of the world. Had I pursued it, it would have eliminated some stuff out of the world. There are certain things on a training regimen for heavyweight champion of the world you cannot do. Some of you all right now need to be champions in some areas. And there are certain things that champions cannot do. So a dream will focus you and it will eliminate some stuff out of your world. That's just what a dream is. Some of you have just had fantasies. You've had hundred trillion dollar fantasies and they're not real. God wants you to really focus on some stuff that he can empower you to do so that you can do it. And we're going to as we go through these series, we're going to see some stuff being born again and reborn and revived in our lives. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the word. Amen, amen. And I, he had spoken to me He said, you probably won't be able to get through all three of these in one session, but just our dreams of where we start from. Can you all see some of the dreams that you had a long time ago and how you let them die? Or how some of them just were fantasies and they really were never meant to be fulfilled by God. Can you see in your own world some of the things that... That just weren't supposed to be. And most of our dreams. They're in black and white, not color. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Most of our dreams, they don't take in the full spectrum. They only take in the rosy side. We dream about, oh, I want to have this nice husband. And this nice wife. And all we dream of is the rosy side. It's another side. You all say it's another side. We don't dream in color. We dream in black and white. We don't see the whole thing. We don't dream. I, I want to have this, this business. And I want to be sitting there in the office, swiveling around in the chair, pushing the button, telling people what to do. It's another side. You all say it's another side. It's another side before you get to all of that. And see, we, we don't dream in color. We dream in black and white. And we miss a lot of the spectrum. We don't see all of the other sides and all of the other stuff that goes with it. We only envision the rosy results and not understanding that with those rosy results, there's always another side. I want a child, and yet we sometimes don't envision being up in the middle of the night when they go astray and worrying about them and sitting up waiting on them. We don't envision all that. That's the other side. We don't dream in color. And sometimes when God shows us a vision, that's why he can't show us the whole vision. Because I'll be perfectly honest with you. If God had showed me the whole vision of some stuff, I wouldn't have done it. If God had told me, all this going to come with this, I wouldn't have done it. And some of you all wouldn't have done it. If he had showed you the whole picture, you'd have gone down another path. But with every dream, there's a lot of different colors that go along with it. But yet, when you can see the beauty of God's vision and his destiny for your world, and when you walk in it, even all of the other colors, you'll find joy in it. And you know I'm walking in God's destiny. And yes, I know there's some stuff and there's going to be some tough stuff that'll come on this path. But I'm walking in God's destiny. And when you know that, it changes viewpoint. And it changes it from being a weight to it being an exercise. It's all how you view it. God wants to bring some of your dreams that he has given you back to life. But he's got to explain some things to you. Those dreams are not going to fall into your lap. It's going to take some sweat, some pain, perseverance. You're going to fall down sometimes. You get weak. You get off track. You get discouraged. Every one of the prophets, when their lives are detailed, went through the same thing. You feel like sitting on a Judah tree and said, Lord, take me. I'm tired of this. Yeah, I know you gave, you gave me the prophetic insight, but Lord, I'm tired of this. All great dreams generally have great trials and tribulations that come with them. It is the nature of anything that you'll ever do in your life that's truly great. All of the real hard classes that pay much in school are difficult. It is the way of the path to truly great dreams and great fulfillment. I just want you to know this day... That God has not forgotten your dreams, even if you have. And there are some things right now beginning to sprout in your minds about really what you can do. Start where you are. Start with the little things. Become a master of the small things. And he'll make you ruler of the great. God has a destiny for you today. He really does. He has not forgotten. He knows. And is waiting on you. It's waiting on you. Turn off the television. Stop getting your vision from ABC, NBC, CBS, and MTV, and BET. Start, start getting your visions from G-O-D. And when you... change what you put into your spirit because we have some supermen out there we have some iron men we got some incredible hulks we got some x-men out there we, we got some all kind of heroes that are just waiting for the spark to be born God wants to empower you and he wants to begin this day in your world with your dreams for you to be all that you were destined to be. You are listening to airjesus.com and the theonlineword.com. This was the fifth message in the Resurrection Power series by Nathaniel Bronner. This message was number 5437 and called Resurrecting Dreams. That's 5437. To listen to the entire series, click series on airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.